BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hot off the press from Maybelline New York, it's new Lifter Plump, an intense plumping lip gloss formulated with chili pepper to deliver a heated sensation for an instant plumping effect that lasts. From eight sizzling shades like Blush Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Coco Zing, and more. An extra-large wand applicator transforms lips in one swipe. Learn more at Maybelline.com. For a limited time, get 10% off your Lifter Plump purchase on Amazon with code 10PLUMP. Ditch the clowns on the left. And the jokers on the right. And join Michael Smirconish right here in the middle. This is the Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. Okay, gang, let's get this party started yesterday. Yesterday's poll result, 22,533. If after Super Tuesday, Joe Biden and Donald Trump lead their party's nominations, should no labels run a ticket? Two-thirds said no. 65.39% unpersuaded by the host of this program who said, why don't we keep all our options open? After all, we have no idea what's about to unfold. And then, as if by script... We learned that Donald Trump had received a target letter in the midst of yesterday's program while we were already having that dialogue and with voting well underway. I think it underscored the point that I'm making. We don't know what's to come. We don't know what's to come by the end of this week. Leading to today's poll question at Smirconish.com, what would be the impact among Republicans, of an, among Republicans, mind you, of another federal indictment of Donald Trump. Would it hurt him? Would it help him? Or would there be no impact? Of course, for there to be impact, there needs to be awareness. Here's a barometer for you to consider. Last night, I, I was keenly interested to see if, you know, how this was all playing out in the cable world, in which I also reside. Uh, nonstop coverage on CNN, on MSNBC, Chiron, special guests, panels, the full treatment, the five which I think is still the highest rated program on Fox News, the five at 5 p.m. They didn't touch it. The lead story on the five, by the way, an interesting story, just not yesterday's story. The lead story at 5 p.m. yesterday on the five was about folks trapped on an airplane. Nothing life threatening, but the air conditioning. You would think I'm making this up. But the air conditioning was not working on the flight. I I read the article. People were vomiting and, quote, soiling themselves. Okay, that was the lead story. A a great talker. Oh, yeah. But the former president of the United States looks like he's about to be indicted for the the third time. Really? So, right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. They didn't touch it. Of course, Hannity hosted Trump for a town hall in Iowa last night. Trump wrapped himself in the larger narrative of the government being out of control and out to get him. What's happening to our country, whether it's the borders or the elections or kinds of things like this, where the DOJ has become a weapon for the Democrats, an absolute weapon. And it seems that every time my polls, you know, we're leading by a lot and we're leading by a lot in a place called Iowa, a lot. 
And then, and then this morning at, at the crack of dawn on Fox and Friends, they, yes, made reference to it. But what was the real lead? The lead was Hunter Biden. And, and by the way, and maybe you don't know this, there will be a hearing this afternoon in Congress with a pair of IRS whistleblowers who seemingly are going to say that that Hunter should have been charged with felonies, not with misdemeanors, that it's a far more serious case than Merrick Garland will allow it to be. I, I just don't know why we can't walk and chew gum at the same time and, and do both and give them give them the. You know, the heft that each deserves, the bigger story, it seems to me, is the former president of the United States, maybe by the end of this week, facing an indictment. Um, John Thune, there's a quote from Senator John Thune of South Dakota that made Mark Halpern's wide world of news. And Mark, of course, will be here in the second hour of the program today that I, I just think sums up the big picture quite well. Senator John Thune of South Dakota, the Senate minority whip, said that with one indictment after the next, voters eventually tune it out. It doesn't have the weight or the meaning that it does when you've got this many things coming at you. Now, on the other hand, he added, it also creates, I think, a kind of lot of noise and distraction that always seems to surround the former president. At what point does that have some effect on people's opinions? I don't know, says Thune. And that's what I'm getting at with today's poll question when I ask what would be, frankly, what will be, because I think it's imminent, what would be the impact among Republicans, emphasis added, of another federal indictment of Donald Trump? Would it hurt him? Would it help him? Or would there be none? Look, I I think that the, the weakest case was launched first, the Alvin Bragg indictment, in Manhattan came first and and kind of poisoned the well a little bit when Jack Smith followed with the Mar-a-Lago documents because people made up their minds about the propriety of the Alvin Bragg case. And I think it influenced how they then received the Smith case or Smith case number one. Well, now there's going to be Smith case number two. We'll talk to Ellie Honig in just a sec as to what that's going to be about. But then the cherry on top of the cake probably comes next month when Fonnie Willis, the Fulton County D.A. in Georgia, then has yet indictment number four, perhaps, of Donald Trump. And at that point, do people then say, oh, it's just too much. It is political. They're all Democrats, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know. I mean, I, I just don't know. I'm, I'm with Thune. On one hand, you could say it looks like piling on. On the other hand, at what point is it just too much? This is the Smirconish Podcast from SiriusXM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. 
Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hot off the press from Maybelline New York, it's new Lifter Plump, an intense plumping lip gloss formulated with chili pepper to deliver a heated sensation for an instant plumping effect that lasts. From eight sizzling shades like Blush Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Coco Zing, and more. An extra large wand applicator transforms lips in one swipe. Learn more at Maybelline.com. For a limited time, get 10% off your Lifter Plump purchase on Amazon with code 10PLUMP. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and on the SXM app. Now, what do we know about the coming indictment? January 6 and the overturning of the election efforts are intertwined events and investigations, both being pursued by Jack Smith, the special counsel. But there are significant differences. So which is it? Do we anticipate that this is going to be more about attempts to overturn the election or the events of January 6 itself? We think we know this. ABC News is reporting and The Wall Street Journal are reporting that there are three federal statutes One, conspiracy to commit offense or to defraud the United States. Two, deprivation of rights under color of law. Three, tampering with a witness, victim, or informant. CNN legal analyst, former prosecutor in the Southern District of New York, Ellie Honig, he knows what those mean, and he joins me now. Ellie, I know how in demand you are because I keep seeing you every 10 minutes on CNN. Uh, Into which category do you think this is going to break? Is it the overturning of the election efforts or the events of January 6th or both? I think it's the first one predominantly, and I think this new reporting, Michael, about what the charges are that were listed in the target letter confirms that. I think the vast majority of the charges and the trial presentation are going to be focused on the weeks and days leading up to January 6th. When you look at potential charges, including conspiracy to defraud the United States, uh, conspiracy to deprive people of their civil rights, meaning their right to cast a vote, That tells me that the focus here is on the multi-pronged effort to pressure state and local officials to submit false slates of electors, to pressure Mike Pence. I think that's going to be the core of the case. In fact, I think it's also important to know what's not listed on that target letter. And again, what's listed on a target letter may or may not end up on an indictment. But there's no insurrection. There's no seditious conspiracy. There's no treason, contrary to some of the perhaps wishful thinking that you've heard out there. And so, again, that tells me the focus is going to be on pre-January 6th. In fact, I think the events of January 6th will sort of be a postscript on the way that Jack Smith has put this case together. Is it because the former are more easily proven than insurrection, seditious conspiracy and treason? I do think there's an element of that. People used to say, was it Barack Obama? People used to say, no, yeah, no drama, Obama. Uh, I can't think of a rhyme, but but Jack Smith is also has taken a no drama approach to this. If you look at the way he charged the Mar-a-Lago case, he looked for the most simple, straightforward case, provable, almost sort of point and click. Here are the elements. Here's the proof. So I think that's why we're not seeing an insurrection charge. And I think when we look at incitement, like did, did the speech at the at the rally spur people to go into Congress, that is going to get into complicated issues of political speech, First Amendment. 
And I think Jack Smith doesn't need that fight, and I think he's not going to make that fight. Ellie, final question, then you can get back on television. (laughs) Prosecutors have given the former president until tomorrow to tell them if he plans to testify before the grand jury. We all anticipate the answer to that is no. If the case is teed up at a, a to the point where they've offered him that invitation, how far away is the actual indictment? Are we talking hours? Are we talking days? We're not talking weeks, right? Right. I think I think days. Um, there still is reporting that there are other witnesses who have still been scheduled and are scheduled. So there's one witness that we just reported on CNN is scheduled to go in tomorrow, a former Trump aide. But I do think it's important that people understand this. When you're a prosecutor, from the moment you decide, I want to get an indictment until you have a signed indictment, that's a matter of minutes or, in a case like this, probably hours. You are allowed to summarize. So as a prosecutor, what you do, and this could happen, who knows, anytime late tomorrow on, you go in with your draft indictment. You say to the grand jury, okay, folks, you've heard from this huge list of witnesses. I'll give you a quick summary. Do you have any questions? Okay, here's your draft indictment. Here are the charges we propose. Here are the legal elements. And then they vote. Uh, And you can have an indictment very quickly from the time. You know, I don't know how much we have this grand jury room staked out, but from the time an AUSA, a federal prosecutor walks into that room, he or she can walk out with an indictment an hour. Well, well, if you know if you know that a witness is testifying tomorrow, you also know the grand jurors will be together tomorrow. I mean, could it be as soon as tomorrow? It could be. They they don't meet. They don't meet every single day. Right. Right. I mean, usually grand juries have specific days of the week that they meet. But in the federal system, we sort of keep the grand juries on call. And there's times when you'll have, let's say, a Tuesday, Thursday grand jury. But you'll go, folks, we need you this Friday. Sorry, we fell a little bit behind or we need something urgently. So you can't we can't bank on the schedule. Um, But, yeah, it could could drop at any point, really, from late tomorrow on. Ellie, thank you. Makeup is calling. (laughs) <laughs> Talk to you soon. I don't need thank- makeup for radio, thank God. <laughs> thank you, Ellie, as always. <laughs> this is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hot off the press from Maybelline New York, it's new Lifter Plump, an intense plumping lip gloss formulated with chili pepper to deliver a heated sensation for an instant plumping effect that lasts. From eight sizzling shades like Blush Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Cocoa Zing, and more. An extra large wand applicator transforms lips in one swipe. 
Learn more at Maybelline.com. For a limited time, get 10% off your Lift or Plump purchase on Amazon with code 10PLUMP. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and on the SXM app. From the Hill today, a little more background on the uh, the hearing this afternoon. House Republicans will put their claims of unequal justice for Republicans and Democrats at center stage Wednesday, bringing IRS whistleblowers before the public to blast the government's investigation into Hunter Biden, the son of the president. The hearing will serve in part as a way for Republicans to give former President Trump political cover as he faces a likely third indictment over January 6th, while also fueling a potential impeachment inquiry against Attorney General Merrick Garland. Right. You probably didn't know there was such a thing as a potential impeachment inquiry against Merrick Garland. What's going to happen today? Well, the quick background is this IRS investigator Gary Shapley and an unnamed IRS special agent told the House Ways and Means Committee in May that they were displeased with the investigation into Hunter Biden's tax matters. And they accused prosecutors of slow walking the investigation and allowing the statute of limitations to run out. Hunter Biden in June reached a deal to plead guilty to the tax crimes uh, that were committed in 2017 and 2018. At one point of drama today, the identity of the unnamed IRS agent will be revealed at Wednesday's hearings. It's not as if it's going to be a household name. We're going, oh, my gosh, it's so and so. Republicans hope the credibility of the two whistleblowers will rub off on broader investigations of the Biden family business dealings. So that's the story that will play itself out today. William, greetings in Worcester, Mass. You most wanted to say what? Yes, Michael, how you doing? Uh, I just like to you could clarify something for me, because all the pundits and even yourself have talked about uh, if Trump believed he the election was stolen, if he believed it. And my point is, is, is who cares whether he believed it or not? You cannot go out and commit crimes against the Constitution just because you believe maybe the election was stolen. So what? What? Why is it such an evidence I mean, on whether he, I mean, he believed I, or not? When you're, you you're raising you're raising a really valid uh, and a really nuanced and complicated issue, which is that ignorance of the law. You've probably heard from from all the TV shows is is no excuse. So if you broke the law, you broke the law. Uh, but with regard to, you know, him committing, let me go to the ABC report, conspiracy to commit offense or to defraud the United States. I agree with Ellie that these are all things that are relative to overturning the election, not instigating what transpired on January 6th. I, I don't think that, you know, there's, as he pointed out, there's no insurrection. There's no seditious conspiracy. There's no treason that is referenced in the target letter, at least according to the reporting from the Wall Street Journal and ABC. So was he committing a conspiracy as per this charge to commit an offense to defraud the United States? It actually is relevant when he says, well, I wasn't engaged in a conspiracy because I believed then and I believe now that the election was stolen from me. How could I have engaged in a conspiracy to overturn the election when all I was trying to do is get Mike Pence to fulfill his responsibility in a way that recognized that it was a fraudulent election? I yesterday referenced the fact that in the statement that Trump dictated and released on Truth Social, there's this line. Let me just see here. You know, he begins by saying, wow, on Sunday night, I was with my family having just arrived from the turning point event in Florida, yada, yada. 
I was doing so well in the polls, and I received the horrifying news of our country. Deranged Jack Smith, the prosecutor with Joe Biden's DOJ, sent a letter. Again, it was a Sunday night stating that I'm a target of the January 6th grand jury investigation and giving me a very short four days to report to the grand jury. Then further along, it says, under the United States Constitution, I have the right to protest an election. These are the key words that I am fully convinced was rigged and stolen, just as the Democrats have done against me in 2016. He wanted to make sure in the midst of all this bombast and blather that he made the argument that he still believes it was stolen because he believes that that's a critical part of his defense, that he can't be involved in the deprivation of anybody's rights or committing a conspiracy or seeking to defraud the United States when he believed it and still believes it is the case. That's probably not a satisfactory answer for the gentleman from Worcester, um, but I get it. I mean, I, I get why he thinks that'll make his his defense more saleable potentially to a jury. Uh, Milton, you're in Madison, Wisconsin. That's a great thing. What did you most wanted to say? Most want to say? Hey, Michael, great show. I love your Grateful Dead bumpers. It's awesome. And also, um, with regards to Fox not saying a peep on uh, Trump, you know, ABC, NBC, CBS, zero minutes on Hunter and Joe on their primetime newscast. For, since it's been out, they have not covered it at all. And I'd also like to say that uh, Trump fatigue has set in, I guess you call it, PPF. Trump with, with, with who PTF or with whom? In. With who, though? That's with what I media. need to the Madison, With the media. Madison media. The Madison media, Berkeley West, or excuse me, Berkeley East, has now... It, was like the fourth or fifth story oh, on the newscast really? this morning. Yeah, so it's starting to set in. It's even setting in with the liberals. So you think people are they're, they're just they're just sick and tired of? Okay, I'll let you go and I'll I'll respond to what you've just had to say. I think part of that comment was that there's media bias all over, and that yes, Trump is is being raised uh, in some outlets with great effect, but. Those are the same places that you won't hear anything about Hunter Biden. My bottom line is this. I think both stories are noteworthy. The hearing today that's going to play itself out is definitely something that a program like this or the cable outlets ought to be covering. Do I put equal weight to the son of a current president and a former president who is now going to face his third? And I do not. I mean, the Trump story is a story. I, I guess the question that I would ask is if you're a regular if you're a regular Fox News viewer and if you're, you know, the, the type who who watches lots of Fox, I watch lots of Fox. I watch lots of everything. But at, at some point, don't you feel like they're playing hide the ball when the lead story on the day of the news breaking of a target letter is is not about any of that, but instead it's about an overheated plane? Given I, the, the overheated plane is is a great talker, but but not to lead yesterday's program. I mean, if if I'm if I'm a sophisticated Fox viewer and I'm watching that show and I know that a target letter has been issued to the former president, at what point do I start to question? This is what I'm really trying to get at. At what point do I try? Do I start to question? Well, what else aren't they sharing with me? 
Or do I sit there and say, well, they know that I already know that story and it's a nothing story. I don't know. I would, no matter what my political leanings might be at a certain point, if I know there's a big story out there and I'm watching an outlet that is, that is not covering it. And I know Hannity hosted the president last night. They discussed it, but I I don't know. I would just kind of hung up on, on the popular, the most popular show on the network saying nothing about it yesterday. And if I'm a viewer of that show, I'm, I'm starting to think there are things they're not sharing with me. No. And I'm not here to defend, you know, all the other outlets and to say that they're free of bias. Quite the contrary. But this is a big story and it deserves attention. Uh, what are you looking at, TC? I'm looking at uh, the Fox News website. So foxnews.com, their homepage, mm. leading with IRS agent whistleblower X opening statement revealed, revealed people deserve to know the truth with a picture of Hunter Biden. And no mention, I'm scrolling down, scrolling down, scrolling down, no mention of the um, target letter. Of the target letter. None. None, not None one. on the homepage. Oh, no, okay. Not one. Okay. To be fair, I'm going to ask you, and if it takes you a second, that's okay. But go over to the CNN homepage. Okay. Let's 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 in the essence of parity here. Here we go. Uh, tell me, of course, leading with leading this could be with, the most perna- profound accusation against Trump. Right. Picture of Trump and several stories. Several of, stories. Several stories. All One, about two, that. three, four, five, six. Okay. Now, do you see any reference to the hearing that'll take place today with the IRS whistleblowers? You mean the what's Fox leading with? Yeah. Okay, hang on. Anything at, anything at all hang on, on the CNN search. homepage? Let me just search. By the way, I should be doing this about MSNBC. Let, let's, uh, oh, you... I can do that too. Okay, go ahead. The answer is no. No reference. No reference at all on the homepage. Yeah, it's not right. MSNBC That's not right. leading with, uh, well, MSNBC is kind of... Rise and stumble has has DeSantis leading, okay, uh, and does obviously have the um, the target letter. And to their credit, now this is under latest from NBC News, mm. has Democrats question Hunter Biden's whistleblower claim of nonpartisanship, it's covering it in a slightly in a different, different way. way, right? Covering it, but, but it not, is covering it, yeah. All right, so that is the that is your report. Hey, maybe maybe the instincts of uh, these these outlets are better than my own. Maybe I shouldn't be leading with it today. What Fox News is leading with isn't on CNN. What CNN is leading with isn't on Fox at all, at all, at all. And MSC, MSNBC is dipping into both. Isn't that interesting? Fascinating. Uh, Helena Montana is where Mark is standing by. Mark, you're thinking what today? Uh, good morning, Michael. Um, I Hi. just wanted to combine a couple of things. You know, yesterday you were advocating for the no labels. I just wanted to combine my uh, comment to you uh, with the indictment or the target letter from Trump. Um, I am a big fan of your show. I'm quite a bit more left than you, but you do bring a conservative flavor uh, to my mind and, you know, to my media intake. But I was so disappointed to hear you yesterday getting behind uh, this no labels thing, uh, Michael, because we, our American roof is on fire. And this no labels outfit, I, like you, I love the idea next time. Right now, we have an arsonist, in fact, a traitor in our midst. He turned on his country. Michael, and he has a hold over people where there's a real good chance uh, this character could get the job again. On that reason alone, Michael, 
we have to say no labels. You're on the bench. We can't wait to put you in the game in four years. Not this time. But in four years, I, I look, you, you listened to me yesterday, and you even came back for more today. That's really great, and thank you. But I listen four, every day. All right. Well, I appreciate that. It, it, but at the end, in four years, there'll be like another reason why, well, we love it in the abstract, but not this cycle. What I Michael, hope I this was. This is Donald Trump. But wait a minute. What I hope I was advocating for yesterday was keeping our powder dry and keeping our options open. And then while I was in the midst of that in the first hour, this hour of the program was like probably 24 hours ago right now. All of a sudden, the news broke of the target letter. And to me, I had a totally different take. That's an example of the intangibles that you and I have no idea are about to play out. I don't like our choices. I, I mean, I, I'd like to have more I, choices. What's the harm in just keeping the keeping it open? Yeah, the harm, I'm glad you asked, because that's really the money question. The harm is... We need to get, because Biden, those states that he did win that got him the electoral victory, he didn't win those by his huge margins. He won those by a little bit in each case. True. So the harm, to answer your question, the harm is we have to protect this last great democracy. And one of our own is not standing sincerely in the family photo that is Donald Trump, and we have to muscle flex everything we can, all the legitimate levers of power or whatever, Michael, to keep this arsonist out of our house. It's that bad. That's my feeling, sir. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate your, your phone call. You're not in, a, in another cycle. You're not going to get two-thirds of people saying that the election of one or the other of them would be a disaster or a setback. I had that polling data at my fingertips yesterday. It was it was actually CNN data, lest you think that it was you know Rasmussen or some pollster that that is portrayed or associated with being on on the right. It was a CNN poll, and it was from one of the polls was April, the other was from May. I guess April was NBC. Yeah, NBC's poll was the one that said that the Americans don't want to elect either of them, but then CNN took it to a a, a different dimension by asking. Would it be, in your mind, a disaster or a setback for the country if X were elected? And, of course, they plugged in Biden's name. And then if Y were elected, and they plugged in Trump's name. And what was so significant is that numbers, I want to say, and more, more thought it would be a disaster for Biden, which kind of floored me. But it was between like 55 and 65 percent, depending on which of the two individuals people thought would be a disaster or a setback. In what other cycle... Have we had those kind of numbers? None that I can recall in in my life, and I've been paying attention since 1980. And I don't think in four years, I, I hope not, I don't think in four years we're going to have those kind of numbers, regardless of who the candidates might be. And therefore, I say, wow, maybe the moon and the stars have lined up where this is the opportunity to get some choice into the mix so that it's not just a Republican and just a Democrat every four years. Sarah, standing by in Atlanta. Hi, Sarah. Greetings. What are you thinking today? Hey, Michael. Yes, your um, comment or observation about Fox not covering this. This is not news that they don't cover it. These are not necessarily serious people when it comes to covering Donald Trump. So I'm wondering why this is standing out to you versus 
other many other instances over the well, years. I've made Thank okay. I've made the comment on many other instances, but yesterday to me was a really significant news story day. It was huge. I, I just, yeah. if, if I were someone in that silo, I would say like, okay, I get it. You know, we're a conservative outlet, but you at least have to cover it a little. No, they never will. I think that ship has sailed. They've shown, we've seen this movie. I don't and if, think and if I'm a, and if I'm a loyal, and if I'm a loyal viewer of theirs and I'm, and I'm, I'm aware from some other source of this news, am I not feeling left down? Am I not wondering what else they don't want to show me? No. And nope. by the by the way, so. by the by the way, I mean again, t- t- turnabout is fair play. I could be making the same point about my own network. Like, wow, they they didn't tell us in the eleventh hour anything about Hunter's laptop. What else aren't they telling me? True, but they're never going to share details about Donald Trump that are negative. It's just never going to happen. It never has. And it never will. I thought it was I going to. I, I, Sarah, I thought it was going to because I, I believed the accounts that I've read. Thank you, Sarah. The, the accounts that I've read that say that Murdoch wanted to move on from Trump. There, there's reporting within the last week. I've posted the stories at Smirconish.com, I'm pretty sure, uh, because I've certainly read them and they caught my eye, that say that, that Murdoch wanted to move on to DeSantis. He'd had enough of Trump. But now, because DeSantis has been such a slow starter and hasn't moved the needle in the last six weeks since he's been a formal candidate, Murdoch is starting to come to the conclusion that he may have to live with Trump through another cycle. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east, or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish, for Independent Minds. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hot off the press from Maybelline, New York, it's new Lifter Plump, an intense plumping lip gloss formulated with chili pepper to deliver a heated sensation for an instant plumping effect that lasts. From eight sizzling shades like Blush Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Cocoa Zing, and more, an extra-large wand applicator transforms lips in one swipe. Learn more at Maybelline.com. For a limited time, get 10% off your Lifter Plump purchase on Amazon with code 10PLUMP.